0: Join the 100 Watts in a Wire community. Visit 100WattsAndAWire.com.
1: Well, we're going to start it a different way. That's what we're going to do today, Steve. <laughs> we're going to open it up. I don't even know what happened. <laughs> Where'd the intro go? I, don't, I yeah. saw it. We had the, oh, well. and that was something. That was sort of like the end. That's yeah. okay. I'm on fine with that. Working. Show's over, everybody. Go home it's okay and welcome to 100 watts in a wire my name is christian this is the saturday edition i'm joined by steve whiskey seven united delta india hello to everyone hello to you steve how's it going
2: it's going good and hello to you and everyone thanks for joining us today
1: yeah man hope we got the right clothes for the show i mean i just played it i guess i'll play the opening I'll find it. I'll figure a it out. Little know.
2: You know, we are the dummy loads of uh, forty meters.
1: <laughs> the dummy loads. The new <laughs> spinoff show. We've got so addicted to these uh, live streams. We've started a new one called the Dummy Loads, and uh, this is a stream where we forget to start streaming and we just sit and talk to ourselves. We are the empty.
2: We're the dummy loads uh, of amateur radio. <laughs> dummy
1: loads. I'm going to put a um, a link to to join us uh, in the chat here. Soon, not uh, you can come in. We're going to be talking about special events in ham radio and things that you know that we enjoy. The uh, importance of them, uh, what you can learn from them, the, their significance, and all that uh, sort of thing here. But I also have a, a form. If you have a question uh, that you'd like to ask, by all means, use this form. It'll send it to me. I'll have it here, and we'll try to get through questions a little bit later. And as we go, good morning to everyone. And now we've got uh, the team in line. I'm going to go ahead and open up the the back door just a little bit because it's kind of cold. It's a little cold today. But if you're near a radio and you want to come visit, you can even watch the show from the green room today. We're going to open it up. But remember, our conversation today will talk about special events, those things that you like about them, your favorite ones, all that sort of stuff. So I just left a key under the mat. Just shut the door because... It's kind of cold. We we it's went up outside. We went up to uh Siri Lide, I think. She said we were about 36 today, so the snow is melting, but yesterday mm-hmm. morning it was 23 and all the snow that we got the day before was ice. So, you know, it's just one of those things. We're kind of swinging between those temperatures. What are you looking at 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 Steve?
2: Uh, we're in the upper 20s right now. So, we're going to we're going to get some rain this afternoon, so all our no. snow is going to turn into slush. And so we're mm-hmm. forecast rain for the next three days.
1: It's a little soupy. It's a winter yeah. field day. Uh, best to our brothers and sisters who are going to participate in this. What I would consider, it's not, I don't know if sanctions the right word or endorsed by the league per se, but it doesn't need to be. We talked about this a few weeks ago on the show, mm-hmm. winter field day. And it's a great thing. It's thriving and doing well. And people all around the world are are doing Winter Field Day today. Very soupy today. I've got uh, our shows here in the morning. I've got my girls here when mama goes to, uh, to work. So we'll see. But it's unlikely. I may be working from here in the shack today just because of the conditions are pretty um, soupy and I don't want to have my girls out in the mud. If it was just a layer of snow or something they'd play around in and we'd Mm -hmm. do it. We'll just see, we'll see what they want to do. They may pull me out. And in which case I may (laughs) just set up the antenna. They're the bosses of me pretty much. Um, And another thing I think we should talk about is that the spirit really of like winter field day and field day, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's, you get a lot of powerful stations sometimes during field days, you know, and it's probably a good idea just to remember, I don't know if you do this at all, but I kind of tack on a scenario, you know, it's kind of like an emergency situation. Mm-hmm. So people hearing me say, Oh, it's too muddy to play. You know, is like, oh, put on a helmet boy. This is meant to be, but you know, we have the luxury of not going out and playing in the mud if that's going to be the today's situation. But the, the core of these the field day it really is sort of exercising your gear mm-hmm. and participating in some sort of better mm-hmm. portable. Learn something. I learn something every day. So you got you got really high powered stations that are out there doing things on field day and winter field day, and then you're out there with your peanut whistle or 10 watts or hundred watts even, and it's it gets a little hard to compete. I guess what I'm trying to say is it's it's become a contest too. Um, but I kind of like to gravitate toward the real intent, which is uh, set it up. But but the thing is, the other side of that, Steve, is you set up and then you're done. Uh-huh. <laughs> Make a few contacts, and, and you're like, okay, well now what am I going to do? So adding yeah. that, making contacts, part of it is mm-hmm. good. And I totally get it, but I need to to apply some sort of scenario to my situation. You can talk about Winterfield Day. What do, you, what do you think about it, Steve, and what I just said? Oh, I think it's great. I mean,
2: it's just uh, just get up, set up a temporary antenna. Even if you're operating inside, just see what it does. And, uh, you know, you got the, the setup and going through all all those um, mechanics of uh, getting something set up and what you think will work and then uh, applying it Yeah. And looking at all right this is you know how how the contacts that i made and then yeah you got the guys that are running you know full power and it's like really but you know are they participating in in it you know if they are it's kind of like really you know why don't you just go back to say exciter power and just turn off the amp give it a break for a while and that's what i like to do i just keep the amp off and bypass it and just go ahead and operate on exciter power and And see what we can do and just have a and that's what i'll do i just won't even turn the amp on
1: you know a lot of the we have two special events that we do they're not really special events they're more activities operating events really specifically operating and it's uh the spring tune up which kind of gets you ready for field day day. because i found that on field day i could barely hold a frequency. And it mm-hmm. because there were so many strong stations and here I was with a compromised antenna, I'm getting 85 watts out tops because of this antenna on a good day. Maybe I'm 100 watts. I couldn't, you know, really compete. I could I certainly couldn't hold. And they're they're there early. They're 15 minutes early taking calls and their are powerhouses. So I wanted to create a scenario where you could be outside of that field day which i love field day and i think it's the biggest most popular day as a special event as they go but you know it's harder for the little guy to do anything more than pounce. you know set up and kind
2: of Mm -hmm. well we back in my college days when i uh we had a, a radio club at the college that i went to and um but there was no school during field day so we did our own and we went up to uh a place called Mount Gleason in the Angeles National Forest down there in Southern California. It was old Nike site, and uh, so we just go up there on a weekend and set up and uh, throw up some antennas and just operate like a field day. It was. Uh, it took a little bit. People kind of like, "What you doing, field day? It's not field day." It's like, well, you know, we're a college club, and you know, this is the only time we could do it as a kind of a sanctioned event uh, as the club. And uh, it, we did it year after year, and it was uh, it was a lot of fun. We enjoyed it. And uh, so the spring tune-up is, reminds me of my days back in college uh, with the college club. We'd go up there and set up a 160-meter dipole and throw some uh, – we took some uh, fluorescent tubes, and uh, at the end of the wires, we just kind of taped them up to the wire, and we would uh, use it to tune up with. And uh, the brightness of the uh, fluorescent tubes. And I think one year we painted one of them green, the other one red. So it was, uh, so yeah, it goes back. And uh, we had a lot of positive uh, feedback when we were,
1: we were doing that. We, uh, we have Edwin. Edwin was around in the pre-show. He was just saying it's uh, six degrees Celsius in Amsterdam And they uh, kick off in about three hours. If you're working Winterfield Day, let us know in the chat. Let us know where you're working, what you intend to do in your working conditions. Like I said, mine will depend on my girls, what the girls want to do today. And, you know, you can't build a snowman in the mud. So we'll see. We had a pretty good melt. We'll see. I like to do it. If I get out to the old shed, you know. But let's see. Uh, We've got some friends uh, stopping by. We've got two stories coming up in about 10 minutes. Well, let's you and I uh, start talking a little bit about some of our favorite special events. And I've mm-hmm. got some and there's a huge one coming up. And tomorrow night, eight o'clock, we'll be talking to John Amadeo about it. A.A. 6 J.A. will stop by on the Sunday edition of 100 Watts and Wire to talk about what's coming up in March. Now, let's talk about the ones that are on the books for me. I like 13 colonies. There's something about 13 colonies and the build up mm. to the 4th of July and, and 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 working that and a little bit of a history buff understanding about the first colonies here in America and all that sort of stuff. And my favorite time I've talked about this on the show before, but I was visiting my mother in Delaware. She lives in a town called Lewis. L E W E S. It was the first town like in the first city in the first state you know i mean you're talking about things that were built for people who were you know tall like you know children great brick work it's, it's an interesting area but to sit there on her back porch and make calls up you know trying to get uh into in the other places massachusetts and and you know hitting virginia i couldn't get maryland i was too close for maryland there was a ham two doors down from her he's got a tower and uh i need of course i need to delaware i'm not going to be able to work delaware i'm in it you know It was tough but getting up to those stations up those coasts being there Uh on the east coast during that event it had a special feeling you know just it came with a different feeling what are what are your favorite? what do you have a favorite Uh, i
2: i'm thinking about it and i really don't i enjoy working as many as i can it's uh 13 colonies is definitely one it's one that i like to to work and it's been uh, i've done you know some years 10 stations mm-hmm. i haven't got i haven't done a clean sweep on it yet because uh, that, uh there's always one or two that it's like wow i just could never catch up to them and um there's uh route 66 is another good good one that i've always enjoyed um the uh, one that really stands out is the World War I um, Memorial. And they, uh, I think they're out of St. Louis. And uh, it's, uh, I hear them and, and I'll work them. Uh, the uh, Indianapolis Raceway has uh, three, I think it's three uh, special events a year. Mm-hmm. And um, usually uh, work them. And all these special events, these people put in a lot of time. And effort beforehand, organizing, getting QSL cards put together, and um, I just like working them because and it's not that hard. You just sit there and look for them, and they're they make postings on it. They usually uh, QST will have a uh, a listing of what special events are coming up, and uh, so if you are an, a league member, you can get there. But um, there's always information out there, and their QRZ pages will have it. Most of special events, I just come across, spinning in the dial, and it's like, oh, look at that, and um, and just work them, just to give them a contact, because that's what they're doing. They're just looking for contacts, and they're eager to to um, you know have make a contact. It's going to be short, sweet, nothing you know really long. Um, if you're uh, you know not if you don't know what their special event is, they're really uh, accommodating, explaining it, and things like that. So uh, yeah, it's just work them, just. Just work these special events because people put in um, you know a lot of effort and time into it, and I've been on the other side of it and it's a lot of fun it's the work that the preparation but then the 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 week of the event or the day of the event it's just a blast and uh, so just working people so it's uh you know so going and I, work the special events
1: you know which one i I just remembered is the uh nine eleven the mm-hmm. one The one, you know, they're in New York, the 9-11 one I work. I think I work the same guy every year. Mm -hmm. And I think his name is Andy. For some reason, it's sticking out that his name may be Andy or Andrew or something. something. And, you know, that's the one that kind of puts something in, like, context. You know, everybody has that. And of a certain age, you know, you have these markers. You remember where you were during, say, Kennedy's assassination or the space shuttle Explosion or nine eleven these kind of snap you back into these time periods, and that's the one for me and I seek it out, you know just it just feels like I should do it. you know what I mean It's one of those ones where you i I need to work this guy
2: mm-hmm.
1: and he's out there doing it. and for me the the special events are giving you a little bit of background too. that's what I like, and i got a I took a little heat for it first because i I did a show when we were just doing the audio stuff. And I would say, you know, when you're doing a special event, it it wouldn't be a bad idea to mention actually where you are and what you're doing. Or it was the same for the parks, national parks. You Mm -hmm. know, I I had this ideal that you were overlooking this hillside or you were at this battle site. Can you tell us a little bit about it? And then what happened was it became a pileup and you couldn't speak about it, you know what I mean? But and, and that's
2: where the QRZ page comes into play. And you can go into a little more detail. And usually I try to look up uh, what the special event is and get an idea for it. And another one that I just remembered from last summer was the KDKA, the 100-year anniversary of uh, that broadcast station. Yeah. And, uh, and then I started thinking, well, you know, there's a lot of clubs throughout the nation that are, you know, 100 years old. And they have special events, so... And they only come around, you know, once every hundred years. So <laughs> just go work them.
1: Yeah. I think it's cool that they give a little bit. And some of them are maybe a little, you know, the pileups become intense. You can't mm-hmm. really take a pause. You know, I remember doing that for the arch. You know, I was under the shadow of the arch and I explained the arch just a little bit of what it was, this gateway. And, and the people will wait but I understand the operator needs to kind of keep it going. And I, I understand somebody I uh, mentioned, Paul mentioned the lighthouses and I, I think that's cool. Yeah, yeah.
2: The lighthouses. I mean, there's so many of them. I just have to kind of, I should have come up with a list and uh, have it with me, but that list would be long. And then I might miss somebody. And, but uh, if you, the way I look at it is if you hear a special event, work them, just work them. You can always find out what they're all about later, or you can ask or listen, and they'll tell you about it. But usually most of the special event stations will have something on their QRZ page and uh, will kind of, you know, get you going in that direction. And sometimes it's like, wow, this is a special event of this battle during si- the mm-hmm. Civil War era. Maybe, oh, let me do a little more digging. Yeah, look it up. Look it up. And then you just kind of find out some more more information. And then the the clubs that are, you know a hundred years old, or and is uh and we're going to see more and more of that and so
1: it's all learning thing too i yeah. guess it depends on the on the op you know and it, it depends on you know who's running the special event and who's the net control at that time or, or whatever but you know you mentioned route 66 which is another one that becomes addictive to me uh-huh. at, at least you know I, it's like i need this one i need this one and i i'm not oh, thinking if i slow down I may put together Route 66. You know, I may try to put it together and I think the longer you're in the ham radio hobby, you may do things like that where you're 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 connecting dots along Route 66. Mm-hmm. I, I'm guilty of jumping in just to you know, I need this guy for a clean sweep. <laughs> and I don't think about the road and the significance of the road. So everybody's different, but I'm I don't know, maybe I'm just getting older and I tie these historical points together i want to know about the batfish and why it's so significant mm-hmm. you know why was that significant um and and the ships i think you mentioned the ships either here the ships, in the you
2: battleships
1: you have aircraft carriers
2: you have submarines you have uh i think there's uh the pt boat down in uh down in mississippi or new orleans area they they come on the air and uh and you know you work these stations and mm-hmm. uh, they have special events uh during you know some significance the december 7th you have the pearl harbor um special event and um, so it's there's a there's a lot out there and and remember these people are putting effort into it there's a lot of behind the scenes work that is done and you know as a community let's give them the contacts because that's what keeps them going and they'll be back year after year after year and And let's
1: not forget 12 days of christmas that's exactly. another build up that's another, another one where you build them uh-huh. up and you feel you like oh, we're getting closer and we're closer and there's an energy about that event so that's
2: and the cool. big special event every year the big one the big kahuna the Santa net.
1: the Santa net. yeah the i mean Santa that net. that's the one for the kids that's uh-huh. you can see them light up you hear them it, it's just excellent isn't this yeah. hobby great I'm awesome. gonna pause here. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, do a little bit of news. Steve's coming to the chat to hang out with you. We'll be back with Karen and Paul right after this. ICOM's newest handheld amateur radio is the ID fifty two A. It's a larger radio, a larger color display, and louder audio. This VHF UHF digital transceiver is much more than a replacement for the ID fifty one A, but it's a new way of communicating. The color display is 2.3 inches for exceptional viewability, and the audio is 80% louder. This multifunction dual-band D-Star transceiver supports DR mode for easy access to local repeaters based on internal GPS information, as well as terminal and access point modes. The ID52A also has Bluetooth for audio and data control providing improved mobility and control. Visit icomamerica.com for more information. And BioNO Power, offering the best performance lithium-iron phosphate batteries phosphate for batteries. your ham radios. Visit BioNoPower.com. That's B-I-O-E-N-N-O-P-O-W-E-R.com. Or contact dealers nationwide. All righty, friends, here we are. And look, I'm joined by, I didn't even put our picture up today. What's wrong with me? I'm just a a dang mess. Look at this. There we go. go. Now it's official. Now it's official. You guys know.
3: Yeah, that's our third partner in the the whole uh, segment. This is the most important thing. The newsmaker, the typewriter. The typewriter.
1: We're going way back. Mm. And this is the time where we take and pause and bring you two stories and we expand on them. A little bit, and I'm joined today by my colleagues at Amateur Radio Newsline, Karen KD2GUT, and Paul W9GCO. Hello, friends, and I want to give you an opportunity to pick your special event. Paul, are you racing today? Are you wh-
0: what's happening
1: with well,
0: you? Uh, this weekend <laughs> is the 24 Hours of Daytona, uh, the, the first big sports car race of the season, and um, I'm wearing this in honor of 1988, the, uh, the Tom Walkinshaw Jaguar team, which moved into Valparaiso, Indiana, about three blocks from my house, um, showed up out of the blue with three cars and won. Their first, uh, it, it blew everybody's mind. And I was friends with the, the number of the guys on the team. And when they closed the operations, they had a big open house and they got rid of a lot of stuff. And this is one of the, the crew shirts And this hat belonged to one of the drivers. And so uh, I've got a variety of things uh, from the team just as memories. But, uh, yeah, this is like oil or some sort of fluid from a car. When they cleaned these, they just couldn't get it out. So that shows that this one's legit. Is that what we're going with? It's oil (laughs) from a car. It's not like I I spilled tea on my shirt. This had Mm -hmm. been dry cleaned twice, and that's – Oil or, or transmission That's story, or so. Christian,
3: and he's sticking to it. <laughs> Speaking yep. of things, sticking to things, yes.
1: Karen, your special event of choice.
3: Okay. Although I am partial to 12 days of Christmas and the little-known Christmas birthday special event, uh, I'm drinking today from this last man standing mug because... It's coming up, and that will be my favorite for this year, the special okay, event thanks. for the Farewell for Last Man's standing. <coughs> yep. Looking forward to tomorrow night uh, and hearing what John has to say.
1: It should be great. It should be big. Yeah. It may go yeah. down as one of the biggest uh, collaborative efforts to get as many hams as possible, uh, celebrating a show that really uh, presented ham radio in a good light and an accurate light. It's so, going to be amazing. It's going to be we've We've got two stories to talk about this week. Mm-hmm. Karen, first of all, who's behind you? Should uh, I should I be asking this or yes. should we? Okay.
3: Yes, this is a very special man. And uh, he came to my attention, courtesy of, of two folks in Sweden, uh, Max Gunnarsson, SM7BUA, who got in touch with Hans Larsson of Swedish national TV. And I want to thank Swedish national TV. This is a screen grab from a report that they did about him. This man is Taga Carlson. Uh, If he looks like a young man in spirit, it's because even though he's 101 years old, he is the oldest active amateur radio operator in Sweden. The reason we are focusing on him this week is because he's doing, and what he's been doing, we are just learning to do now. He is living alone in a cottage, in a forest in Sweden. He's been socially isolated even before the pandemic, and he's making a go of it with ham radio, as he always has. So we're taking a look at him. Uh, he's in, he's inspirational. Um the footage that uh, Swedish national TV had of him shows him he's active on nets. He's, he's just uh, as act, probably more active than many of us, and at 101, um, unstoppable, really. He's a model of what we can all hope to grow into when we get to be much older. So uh, he is the uh, final story in, uh, in this week's newscast. And we celebrate Taga Carlson, and, and we thank Swedish National TV for bringing him to our attention.
1: Very well. Excellent. Where do we yeah. start this week? Oh, go ahead, Paul.
0: Well, and, and I wanted these guys, if you get a chance to talk to them, they're fascinating. Because um, people have heard of, of Cliff Kehart, who just died a few months uh, back, uh, just short of his 109th birthday. I interviewed him for Newsline when he was... A spry 104. And uh, he was still active on the radio every day, almost right up until his death. I mean, he got permission from the retirement home where he was that they, you know, they let some friends of his come in and they set up a station. And uh, if you get a chance to talk to these guys, especially the ones like Cliff at the time had been a ham for 70 some years. um, These guys have been through a lot. I mean, I've, I've interviewed three so far that were hams when World War II broke out. And I got all kinds of stories about that that were tangential to what I was originally interviewing them for. So, man, if, if you get a chance to, to talk to any of these, these guys who are way up there, it's, it's worth your while because it's fascinating and they've lived quite a life. And we've called an
1: audible on our stories. I guess we better dig into what we've, we've come for. Karen, Karen, what are we looking at this week?
3: Uh, well, we're, of course, we're looking at uh, Taga, but uh, the uh, the other thing that I think people have been waiting, it feels probably like 101 years <laughs> of waiting uh, for a very special de-expedition, uh, and that is, Paul will tell about Bouvet Island. Uh, they are, <clears throat> they are, quote unquote, on track so, Paul, why don't well, you fill us
0: in on that? Yeah, and, and there's and there's been two different attempts. There was the official one, the, the big the big one that uh, got called because of uh, you know the the weather got and the ship got damaged because of the rough seas and everything. So they had to cancel. They could and, see the island. They just couldn't even. Yeah, go to it's it. like they were that so close, so close. And yeah. then there's the other um, group, the three y three y zero i group. Who can? They're they're called the Rebel DX group. And they were uh, uh, launching their own attack on Bouvet, and uh, they also got called off. And they're, according to the last release from them, they're planning to do it now. uh, They still need. They lost a lot of money, like the other one did. When you know all this money, it's not cheap to put one of these big ones on. I mean, this group lost, uh, and most of it came from personal funding, like 200 grand. So they're working on fundraising and they want to stay independent. They're not looking at the big foundations or the big clubs. So uh, there's a GoFundMe to help raise money to get them back. And they're planning to go back this year unless, of course, uh, COVID travel restrictions... Prevent that from happening, in which case they said, fine, then we'll just do it next year. So they're determined they're going to get to Bouvet and they're going to put a put a station on the air. And uh, that's awesome because that'll be another really rare DX that I'll keep working that will never hear me.
1: Karen, what do you think about this effort and that 200 grand? Can you imagine taking on that burden they got within I don't know how many yards, but you could see the island and the water was just so rough they couldn't make it over?
3: Yeah, I think it is both physically and financially courageous to do something like that. Uh, it's gutsy, it's also very much uh, <coughs> active uh, generosity and give back to the ham radio community for those of us who want to work the X. Ex- I remember on my little 100 watts uh, working Pitcairn and getting so excited and then second guessing myself did I really work it? Did I really work? I had to work it a second time to prove that it was in my log. So I think they understand the excitement we have when we make that contact. Uh, Anybody who wants to warm up and and get get ready if, in fact, Bouvet happens, uh, my understanding is the leader of the team, Dom, is uh, already on the air uh, sporadically from uh, South Africa.
0: Yeah, the the team the team is in South Africa right now, which is where their equipment was staged from last time. So they're kind of going through things and and seeing how they're doing. And as a little side note, knowing the kind of expenses that are involved in this, um, when you do work one of them and they ask for five dollars for you know return postage and all the handling on a QSL card, don't complain. You got a really rare DX contest. These guys spent. Third of a million dollars to make that happen for you. If they ask for five dollars for a QSL card, just do it. Send, so ten. Yeah, send, ten, ten. send
3: 15, send yeah, more. Exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, all the planning it takes to go in there for one, <laughs> the time that it takes to plan the logistics in you know, different countries and uh, mm-hmm. getting a boat. I think a lot of the, the costs went to getting the actual ship to get yep. them where they were going, which actually failed. So I can't imagine, and I think it was a hard decision for them to have to pull back and say, "We can't do it." They tried and they waited and waited, but it was well, it was really yeah, rough.
3: My understanding was, and this had to be a heartbreak. My understanding was it was the captain uh, who made the call in the interest of safety. That's got to be a lot on his shoulders, knowing yep. what's riding with that team, and the captain is saying no as a responsible captain of this vessel. I we cannot, we cannot do this. So uh, there's a lot, there's a lot that, that rides with a trip like this. So please appreciate, uh, with your wallet and, and with your hearts when something like this goes forward, it means a lot to everybody.
0: Yeah, yeah. So if you want more information, just, just Google, uh, Bouvet Island D expedition, and you'll find the the stories on the 3Y Zero I group and there's a link in there to the GoFundMe if you want to contribute.
1: All right, and don't forget to leave your comments down below as well. My thanks to Karen, Katie, two G U T, <coughs> and Paul W D nine G C O for bringing the news. We appreciate you guys, and we'll you see are welcome. Next week, see you next week. Take care. Seven three friends. If you find value in the show and in the one hundred Watson Wire community, consider becoming a sustaining member. When you donate $25, you're eligible to receive discounts from participating companies. It's a win-win-win. The show gets your support, you receive discounts, and the companies can earn your business. Become a member now and receive six free issues of both CQ Magazine and Nuts & Volts. Support the content you enjoy and get a deal on the gear you need. Visit 100wattsandawire.com to learn more. Well, how about that? Can you imagine being mm-hmm. over 100 years old and still keying up and doing your thing? Don't you want to be that guy? I want to oh, be Oh, God,
2: guy. yeah. And uh, I've worked a few guys. And one that it's, I remember vividly, uh, he was down in Southern California. And uh, he was in his 90s and got his ticket in, in the 30s. And I, until he told me he was 90-something, I, he was just sharp as a tack and lucid and uh just telling me stories about when he got his ticket in the 30s and then the world war ii um era where he had to stop operating and uh and then coming back and it was just it's fascinating it's just to hear the stories of these guys and work these guys they just love to talk about it and uh so they're we're losing them every day and just like our world war ii vets and uh just when you get a chance work these guys and gals and uh it's uh you'll you'll be you'll be touched and you'll feel better i know i did i was i was kind of walking on a cloud for a few days after working them i'd love to work them again
1: want to welcome everybody who is joining us on the stream today. We're streaming over to YouTube now because uh, I noticed that Facebook, the quality of Facebook is suffering a little bit. We talked about it in the pre-show where uh, Facebook is doing enough for streaming just to be in the game, mm-hmm. but they're not really developing that platform. Uh, so it's a great experience. So I'd prefer that all of you tell your friends to join us here on YouTube. Uh, after you subscribe, click the notification bell, poke around. And all this and all that, you know, I get uh, I get a little seasick just watching the videos of Bouvet Island and that attempt. <laughs> Those oh, uh, yeah. that team was enduring. I mean, they were staying put a lot of the time because they just couldn't make the break to the island. And I remember seeing yeah, the last just and then they, right. see it it was right there i mean it was right there and they couldn't the space and between then they rough. ended up having engine trouble uh, i think
2: they i think they lost one engine it's uh and uh the captain made the choices like nope we can't rely on just a single engine in fact they made their trip back to south africa on one engine and it took them much longer from what i remember right and uh yeah it was a huge disappointment but you know what we got the, the guys got home safely, you know. The engine can be fixed, mm-hmm. and the trip can be rescheduled. The main thing is we still have them, and they made it home safely. Yeah, it was uh, you know a a fair amount of uh, outlay, and probably each one of the members, you know, they put out maybe thirty to fifty thousand dollars out of their pocket mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. go there, and then um, typically on a de expedition, the team members usually front about 50 percent of the cost and then the rest of it they get from donations and things yeah. like that so yeah it's what paul said it's uh spot on just uh, help defray the cost it's because the more they we can help defray the cost we're just spreading it out amongst ourselves the more they can do it and the more they can visit it and uh and work these you know rare places and it just uh it's they're doing it for all of us and uh uh, it's, but I'm glad they made it home safely. It just would have been a tragedy if we, if they stuck it out and something else happened, and, and they were stuck there because we would have lost people.
1: Yeah, somebody that could have t- tipped over. Who knows? Anything mm-hmm. could, bad things could have happened for sure. And the financial thing of it is just like a head shaker. And you're thinking, wow. I mean, can you yeah, imagine it's, the, the it's attempt? The I mean, they were part. out there. They were out mm-hmm. there for a long time trying. It took. I, I don't know if it was a couple of years or it was at least more than a year working on logistics. Oh, and it then it's the years. money out of pocket.
0: Mm-hmm. You're
1: working with different governments. You're working with the ship. you got to find a ship that'll do it mm-hmm. and take you out there. And the only have it to you get to the point where it's like, wow. And some newer hams may be thinking, what is it that you are really talking about right now? And, you know, there are some, I don't know if you call them destinations or entities or places like North Korea where they're, they they rank the highest. Jeez, how do you say this? It's the it's most the desirable.
2: It's the wanted list. So it comes down to um, what's what entity. So we have you know 360 some odd entities that are uh, DX entities somewhere in that number. I don't quote me on it. Um, I'm not hundred percent right now. And, uh, and out of that list, of the number of entities there's a ranking on who's you know the most wanted this is the mm-hmm. one we and p5 is the most wanted which is north korea and there's hasn't been an operation there forever mm-hmm. and uh so that would generate the most want then there's a, you know a listing that goes down bouvet was up there i think there were like three uh somewhere if i recall right they were yeah, well up way up there so uh it's one of those that it's wanted and what ends up happening when a de expedition happens then you know the it the ranking changes because all oh, you know the you know 50,000 people worked them and uh so now they kind of go down low on the list and then 10 years later it's back it floats back up to the top and uh it's just this revolving revolving door and it takes years and years to in some of these places to to get permission to go on and to make these and they have to do meet certain uh you know they negotiate with, uh, with the, the authority that, uh, has jurisdiction over that entity and, uh, whether, you know, in the case of us, uh, owned jurisdictions like, uh, Navasa, they, uh, mm-hmm. they had to also pay for a team of federal employees that went there to do some studies and the de-expedition pays for that. So, and then they have to go there by, by a helicopter and, uh, so there's all kinds of things that just come down, and that's just one of many so uh the, the, and you wonder why these you know the expeditions I think Bouvet was like seven hundred fifty thousand dollars I think it was somewhere crazy. around there it's crazy it was what the it's crazy it's, it's, it's absolutely crazy. Insane, insane, but it's because of just the logistics and the requirements and what has to be done so it's okay. but uh, yeah, if we can help them. Great. And, you know, sending five, $10, 20 bucks along with your QSL card request just helps recoup it. These people are not going out to make money. They're out oh, there they're losing you know, money. Actually, They're right. losing money. They're, you can they're
1: see spending. how mm-hmm. they're how they're spending their money, too. I, at least with Bouvet Island. I remember they had a website set up and you could go and you could see the actual mm-hmm. leisure, if you will. You could see how the money and what the boat was going to cost. And so they did it in a very um, transparent way way but anyway we, we, we're not here to pitch and, that but and know. but
2: it, there's also it, it let's circle it back around to special event stations mm-hmm. because there are special events that have a if you want a certificate or this or that they want they they request a like a five dollar donation but to and they're like on and people complain about it like, well, I, you know I don't need five dollars you know this and that blah 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 that's fine then don't request their certificate or whatever all they're doing is just trying to recoup their costs it's you know what's five dollars it just don't go to a Starbucks one day out of the week and there's your five dollars and yeah. uh, or don't go to McDonald's and get your big Mac or whatever and uh, you know just help support it because it's uh, they're not out there to make money, and this is not a money-making thing. And if they do bust a profit out of it, guess what? If it's an on, you know, a yearly special event station, it just gets rolled over into uh, next year. Mm-hmm. So just yeah. let's help support it.
1: Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. Speaking of special events, I dropped the key under the mat. It's a back door. It's getting cold in some places, so make sure you shut it. Grab yourself a beverage. Come in. You can come into the um, backstage area if you like to talk about uh, your favorite special events. We'll get you in, get you out, because uh, people are stopping in to say hello at the moment. We'll come back and talk more special event stuff next. Did you know that Nuts & Volts has the highest readership of magazines specifically written for the electronics community? For over 40 years, Nuts & Volts Magazine has been bringing microcontroller and electronics projects to hobbyists, engineers, technicians, and experimenters around the world. Every issue is full of the latest technology, electronics theory, analog circuit design, robotics, home automation, communications, and more. Join the Nuts and Volts community and become a member today. You get two years of the printed magazine and the online digital edition for only $49.95. You also receive full access to all web content with downloadable PDF files. Plus, the e-newsletter filled with popular projects from past issues. Go right now to nutsvolts.com to subscribe. That's two years of Nuts and Volts magazine, printed on paper and delivered to your door for only forty nine ninety five. Go to nutsvolts.com today to subscribe. Nuts and Volts magazine. There's more to build with Nuts and Volts. Indeed, that's a magazine that I have uh, grown to enjoy, but I don't understand a tremendous amount of what's happening in there but it's you know you like the builders you can kind of get glean a little bit at least a guy like me who spends his time on this side of the mic um interesting interesting stuff there as well yeah, we're talking cool magazine special yeah, the event
2: chat, yeah the chat uh, room kept me honest it's three forty
1: is the uh, entity list so oh okay it, uh, that's great oh good good cool yeah it's still um Yep, I see y'all in there. It's good to see you. If you're first time here on the channel, please subscribe, click the bell, and get all the notifications and that sort of stuff. We're going to take some of your calls. We're going to the phones. we We've got some people lined up who, who may want to stop by and talk about their favorite special event. We'll keep it brief uh, because we're moving along. We still need to get to questions. A little bit of change in the structure. Uh, we're doing you know two shows now. We've got one on Saturday morning. And we're doing one on Sunday evening. Uh, We will hit the air tomorrow at 8 o'clock with John Amadeo. We're talking about Last Man Standing. Speaking of special events, that that is shaping up to be one of the largest in the history of special events, and we'll talk about that more with him and his team that's helping him put that together. It's the team that put together the 12 Days of Christmas. Uh, So we'll all be on tomorrow. Steve will be running our net. We'll dip in and out uh, with him as well. Uh, So we'll get to see Steve working on the HF net. It's fun. Uh, But as it relates to this show, uh, we're not going to double dip in in this one now since we're doing two, and we still have to get to Steve's questions and everybody's answers and all those things, or your (laughs) questions, us answering, however it works. The answer is no. How about that? It's a no Saturday, so no question. Let's go to the phones in memory of Larry King. Georgia, you're on the air.
4: Hey, (laughs) good morning, everybody. Morning. morning,
1: Ian. How, How are,
4: are you? It going? Um, yeah. A couple of quick things on the de- Expeditions. Um The most wanted list is on clublog.org, so you can go check it out there. And Bouvet is, number, is currently, as of this morning, as of about three minutes ago, is number two. Right behind, right behind P5, which is, as yep. you mentioned, Steve, is North Korea that uh, I don't think any of us are going to see in our lifetimes.
1: Uh, I'm working on Dennis Rodman. to Get his license. <laughs> I think Dennis Rodman can get us. You gotta have friends, and he's he's oh, got one. Just brains, friendship. I don't know if about anyone Dennis can Ron do it. It would be Dennis. Uh,
4: yeah. Oh, God, that is something else. Anyway, we have we are blessed here in Atlanta. There are several prominent DX expeditioners that live here in this area, and I've heard them speak a number of times at clubs that I belong to, the Southeastern DX Club, which is uh, you know prominent in supporting DX expeditions like that, and of course my local club, the North Fulton Amateur Radio League. And, and the things these guys do to put on these de expeditions, the, the personal expense, Steve, you mentioned it. These guys have to pony up 30 to 50 grand of their own money just to get a ticket on the boat. Yeah. Um, and, and it's support them. When you work them, support them. Send them five bucks for a, And you can do it on most of them anymore. You can do it on Club Log. Uh, you can do the online QSL request system on Club Log. You can PayPal the five bucks. You don't have to pay postage. They don't want your QSL cards because they got nowhere to stash them once they get them. This is what they want. It helps them recoup their costs. It's fast. It's easy. And a lot of them are doing almost almost real-time, depending on the, the De expedition, uploads to Club Log, so you can confirm that you got in the log before you send them your five bucks. So it's really cool. Please support them because they're doing yeah. us... A huge,
1: don't just listen uh, huge to curious. us. I mean, uh do your homework. You can see what they're doing. <laughs> Hopefully they're transparent. And if you're you're curious and they didn't share enough information, dig in, send them a note, let them know. They'll be happy mm-hmm. to. And everything counts. You know, everything counts when it comes to supporting them. Yeah, uh if, if, did you mention if, your specific uh special event that you that I've you I got a couple for? of them.
4: I got a couple of field day, of course,
1: uh you know,
4: Springfield day in the summertime. Uh, is a big one. I was the the organizer for my club for many many years. Um, that one holds a special place in my heart. But also thirteen colonies. Yeah. We've talked about that, and and uh, I love it. I work it from both sides. Um, I am typically one of the operators for Georgia, one of the K two G operators. I do a lot of phone, uh, a lot of the sideband, uh, you know, in between work <laughs> and family. Uh, I try to block off a couple hours each night during the event. Um, this year I may try to do some FT8, uh, get that set up. So uh, we got another guy here that's part of the team. That's a big FT8 guy and, and he runs thousands of contacts on FT8. Mm-hmm. So I may try and jump into that fray a little bit too and, 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 uh, throw out some contacts that way. And I, and I also like to be on the other side and work the event as a, as a chaser. Um, uh, mm-hmm. and, and the, the first couple of, you know, a little, a little, uh, a pro tip here, you know, the first couple of days are if you're a little pistol, you're always going to be challenged because the big guns are going to be out. Mm-hmm. Whether it's the expedition whether it's 13 colonies, whether it's Route 66, you know, if you've got an event that's going on for a week or 10 days, you know, 13 colonies, some of these expeditions the Route 66 event, I think, is, is a couple, three as weeks a week long. long. Yep. Yeah, is uh, as a, as a week long. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, give it a couple of days. If you're, you know, if you're running I, I tend to run 500 watts so i'm kind of a medium range uh, i'm not a big gun but i'm not a little pistol either um but if you wait you know a day go a couple of days in it's easier for the little pistols to make those contacts because all the big guns have, have worked all the time they
2: they, they and they're out there bragging along just oh yeah absolutely. i worked them on the first day and da 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 da
4: da it's like yeah that is, go ahead. That is absolutely go it. but those it. are those are my two big special events that i get really hardcore into in fact field day this year i'm gonna brag (laughs) people are gonna hate me but this is one of the local uh it goes out to the you know to the to your neighborhood uh uh you know gets dropped on your driveway in little cellophane bags so that is my son and me working field day last summer uh in in one of our I, i actually for the first time i i really went the full uh spirit of field day i had the kx2 out i was running off of a big car battery had the laptop up and and it was awesome and i actually had you know we were all distributed last year because of the COVID, and uh -hmm. hopefully we can come back together more normal uh, what we're used to this year but uh, i had a couple of city council members stop by i had a member of of one of our local uh, um, police departments as one of our serve agencies stop by my house and and so you know it was a really good event. I didn't make a lot of contacts, but I had a lot of fun talking to these to these visitors about what field day is about and what amateur from promoting amateur radio and what we can do. so blow my own horn a little bit there Excellent. But, uh, uh field day in thirteen colonies um, and thirteen colonies if you time it right uh it's and you're in the right place geographically. Steve, I think you were the one that mentioned or christian uh had some issues with the with the <laughs> signal and, and being too close in you know you can run 13 colonies in a couple of hours and get mm-hmm. all 13 of the US colonies the the two station, uh the one station in great britain is always a challenge for me here in georgia the dv13 col that was always tough
1: that was my first one, um let first time i got it was the last time around and yeah i i got I'm a little addicted to it i was in the shack here where i can run a little power and i ended up clipping off the 13 cuz you become obsessed with it and it's like And then I was like, you know what? I had time and I was set up outside too. So I went out and worked them portable. Nice. I got double dipped. I double dipped because I was like, it's really, you know, in here when you can run power at it and throw it. Like you say, I'm not a big gun by any imagination, but if I can throw a kilowatt, that makes me a bigger gun than a little pistol. I'm like, (laughs) let's go outside and see what you can do out there from the shed. And I think I got pretty close to it. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't get overseas and it didn't mat- match up. But, you know, just making a contact from the heartland, you know, through a pile up or in a pile up to Pennsylvania, you know, that was a big thrill, you know. I, so I think it's good to challenge yourself, too. You know, it's one thing to throw it on the table and be like, yeah, I'm going to yeah. move over a little guy. But when you're going back and being a little guy and it teaches you how to operate. It better does. too. You know, you mm-hmm. pick up the cadence of how they're calling, you pick up the the pace and the pattern and it kind of helps you get better. So I, I think yeah. that's a big thing.
4: Maybe yeah. I'll get froggy this summer for 13 colonies and and when I'm chasing them, you know, I'll run them from the shack to make sure that I can get them. And then maybe I'll, you know, I'll go out into the yard and take the KX2 out in the yard and set it up and see if uh, uh yeah. you know, 10 watts to see how much I can do. See
1: that's, what you can do. Yeah. That's,
4: yeah, that's that's a that's a great idea. But anyway, 13 colonies and field day, those are my those are my special nice. events, and and I'll let you.
1: We'll see I'll, you tomorrow I'll, night for the net. Yeah, I'll go back
4: in the green room, and I'll see everybody on the net tomorrow night at. Uh, I I kick it off at uh, eight o'clock east, eight o'clock, yeah, eight Eastern, yep. seven Central, <laughs> five West Coast time. Yep. Yep.
2: Yep. 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 All right, man. Seven three. Thanks, Ian. Nice, good deal. Yeah. yeah we did thir- Thirteen Colonies is the big hit in the uh, in the chat room too. So it's a uh, very popular well, event. When I was on the
1: East Coast, man, that was that because I was there. I felt like I was in the middle of the thirteen colonies. They were below, they were above Maryland and Delaware. Of course, I was so close to them. It was my challenge there, and but I didn't care. I didn't yeah. care, and I, I mean, making it going up to Connecticut or make, uh, growing up higher north, making those contacts. Massachusetts was like, ooh,
2: cool. Yeah. Like, well, it, as Ian the mentioned, the, the geographical location, and for me, you know, it's it's long haul for me. But mm-hmm. the propagation is so different from each state to state, and um, that that one year I think I was I did eleven and I was missing two, and I was like ah, oh. <laughs> and the one I really needed I think was Delaware, and I just could not hear the station. They were they it's were being spotted, and they I, the propagation just wasn't working, just was not working, and so it was like yeah, hey, I tried.
1: We've got a few more minutes before we get into questions. We're still trying to iron out or I'm still trying to get my head around doing uh, all the shows and all the offerings. we doing everything we do right now is, is basically a show. But Saturday morning, Sunday evening, a proper 100 Watts and a Wire show. Join us tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock Central Time for John Amadeo. Last Man Standing special event is going to be off the chain as the kids I think that's actually old now. I mean, that's like, they don't say that anymore. I'm, I'm so far behind, but we'll take it's some questions the hook or something. Who knows? So it's on the hook again. You're Pop off the hook. Up. It's a fish thing. I don't know. It's a fish. I don't ride. know. Uh, anybody down that's in the green room want to come up, and mention a, a, a quick special event that they like or dig. Give me hands up. All right. Good deal. Let's go to our friend out here, Brian. Hey, Brian. E.T. Morning, guys. How you doing? Doing well. How about yourself?
5: doing great Getting, tell us uh, about your special event so i 13 colonies love doing the sweep um i am nice. i am in the very exclusive club of people who have never worked uh, gb 13 col i say that tongue-in-cheek because mm-hmm. no one seems to be able to get them
3: <laughs> but I mean, uh, i'm with you buddy. Sweep-
5: yeah i've clean sweeped it a bunch of times sometimes like christian was saying you know you'll work it through you're like all right let me try it this way now and i've I've cranked the power all the to 5 once, and said, all right, I'm going to do it again, but I want to work QRP this time. But after everybody's gotten it, because I don't want to be that guy that, you know, hogs it up for everybody else that hasn't worked them. And then sometimes I'll just say, OK, this year I'm just going to do it just CW. I'm only going to work them on CW and work my way through that way. Um, having One of the cool opportunities that I've had, I got to be a W1AW Portable 7 uh, for the 100th anniversary. Oh, and nice. uh, got to do that, and that was a lot of fun. I, they give you—I'll show you this real quick. They give you this when you've operated. The league sends it to you to let you know that your station is, has nice. done it. And I, I nice. did uh, riddy and PSK thirty-one for um for that uh, co- for that event, and that was a lot of fun. And then the other event that I've gotten to operate, which was also cool, is uh, the Central Arizona DX Association that I'm a part of. Our club call is. K7 UGA. Anybody know what call, whose call that is? There you go, Waters. Yeah, there you go. And I've gotten to operate his call uh, from my shack as well when we activate that call. So that's a lot of fun. That in my QRZ picture of my shack, you can see I have a bumper sticker from his presidential run up on the wall. It's K7 UGA and 64. So it's, uh, it's pretty cool. And those are the two... Things I've gotten to operating, but I'd say the 13 colonies are definitely my uh, my favorite. I look forward to them every year. And I, I usually, same thing like Christian says, you just get addicted. You're like, I got to get through this. I got to get through this. And you're you know, bouncing all over the bands and watching the spots and trying to get them on. It's just, it's a good time. It's a really good time.
2: And Route 66 the same way. There's just people yeah. are addicted to it and they just want to work every station along the route.
1: Well, thanks, Brian, man. That's thanks good. for stopping by. I hope thanks, you're in, in warm in, weather. It. Rub it in, rub it in. Rub it in he yeah, a, see, he's in a t-shirt, t-shirt and right, right, probably wearing flip flops and he's shorts. Like, hey guys, just hey guys. no sleeves. <laughs> Anybody else want to come up and mention a special event that may be uh, backstage? Mm-hmm. We can bring you up now if you want to come up. All right, a new friend here. Good day, sir. It's Paul KD2HJW. Hey, Paul. How are you, sir? Oh, I think we got you muted. Hold on. Uh, sorry, we'll wait for you. No problem. A little tricky sometimes finding yeah, that. He's be- still muted. It's, it looks like it's muted on his end. I can't get him on. I can't do there, it. What, there, Paul, Paul you, can you hear me? I can't unmute you because you're choosing to mute yourself, Paul. No problem. We'll wait for you. Give me a thumbs up when you come back. We'll go we'll come back up to you. We're going to be taking some questions here in just a few minutes. We're Still feeling our way through this I, I think it doesn't matter as much. I think people are if they're interested in hanging out i i'm I like to structure it a certain way, but since we're doing a second show, I figured instead of doing two in one day or three in two days, <laughs> we'll do one today and do one tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I hope you guys uh enjoyed the special event. There's a comment uh, from k b five o r t says I'm not a huge contester. I love to work our New Mexico CUSO party in April. Him and his buddy uh, work expedition style, throw a mm-hmm. solar panel up, batteries out the back door, fire up the smoker for later, and then tally the score. So CUSO parties. There's a uh, several CUSO parties going on this weekend. Actually, starting today, we consider those a special event, right, Steve?
2: Yeah, I mean, because they're just they're limited. I mean, there are people going out for. Uh, um you know, making it a contest for what it is. And then, uh, others are just, you know, Hey, let's go out, uh, fire up a rare grid and see how many contacts we or rare County. If it's a mm-hmm. QSO party and, uh, see how many, uh, people we can work and Oh, by the way, let's throw up, you know, get the barbecue going, have some, you know, dope beverages uh, of your choice and then just have a good time, you know, just hanging out and making it a weekend event. And, uh, so yeah, I I've always liked a few QSO parties. Uh for a number of years I would work the California QSO party, which is like in October, and it was just and every year it was like I didn't compete, I didn't submit a score or anything. I just wanted to. I just went for the county count and right. uh how many counties I could work and uh so haven't done the Washington one. I should do that. Yeah, <laughs> but maybe the, the the salmon run and uh
1: the, I've heard uh, the salmon run. I think I've worked stations. Mm-hmm. Paul, how you, you feeling can. about it? You think you got it ready? What, should we check it? Okay, he's right. Let's check it out. Paul, let's see. You with us now? Oh no! Oh no! Still no? Still no? That's okay. We're not hearing you, Paul. We see. you. you looking good? Hey, looking good. Strong. Strong hair follicles. <laughs> out of yeah. Paul. Uh, Jocelyn <laughs> says he's a KD8VRX, the Voice of America Special event Station. Always a blast oh, yeah. The VOA mm-hmm. anniversary in September. Big pileups looking forward uh, yep. to WC-8
2: 8 VOA. Yep. And our friend Jocelyn and and the kids. And ever. that's a great station there. If you ever go to Dayton,
1: when we get Dayton back, know, go we get down
2: Dayton to the we Bethany Relay back. Station.
1: We're going to take some uh, questions here in a second.
2: And go visit them. That is a great tour. It's uh. You get to go through the, the VOA station, and they have a great uh, museum on uh, broadcasters in the Cincinnati market, and uh, it's just uh, fantastic. Great, My great people being there:
1: Johnny Fever, Johnny, Johnny Fever. Fever, and Venus Flytrap. Some of the best <laughs> from WKRP in He's Cincinnati. Cincinnati K1JDP says, uh, "I have old spool of RG6U." Okay, this is a question. Okay, I guess we'll just go ahead and we'll take his question first because he didn't get to ask one in the pre-show. He likes to come in the pre-show and hang out with us. He says, I have an old spool of RG6U. Could mm-hmm. I use it to make an antenna? And yes. if so, what kind of antenna would you make with it?
2: I've made double bazookas out of them. Oh. Man, because it doesn't matter. The coax, it doesn't matter which coax it is. Fifty ohms. It doesn't have to be fifty ohm coax. I've made them out of RG six. The problem that I ran into is RG six. At least the cable that I got uses steel stranded wire, and then they have the uh, the foil on there, kind of like you know LMR uh, style buildup. But the instead of having a copper or tin uh, wire or tin coated copper, um, they use steel. And so instead of having a solder connection I had to make a mechanical connection so I had to basically uh, crimp a uh, a splice onto it to go from there but yeah that's the, the that's the only thing that I found you know I bought, went down to Home Depot and bought a box of 500 feet of RG RG6 and I was like well let me try making a uh, double bazooka out of that and I ran into the incompatibility the the center conductor's copper so that was not a problem but it was the uh, the shield so you have to do a mechanical connection uh, on that so on the end it was a a little it was challenging and then in the uh in the center i used a j box to uh and then had to crimp it so no different than you know crimping a pigtail on from when you're dealing with aluminum wiring in your house so if you have a house that has aluminum wiring to go on to a pigtail it to a uh a copper pigtail. You got to do a mechanical crimp. All right.
1: we got a question that uh, it's a, it's a remix. We're bringing this question back because you wanted to do some research about it. So uh, let's see if you're ready here, Steve, we may have to bring it back a third time. I don't know. (laughs) We'll see what we remember here. Chris asked, and it's a two-parter getting in the HF. I have a Zygu G90 and I just got the PAX 100, 100 watt Mm -hmm. amp. I have a radio station tower about a mile down the road from me, AM and FM. This tower overloads my HF rig here, making them, uh, unusable at times. Well, that's a hard word for me to say unusable. Even what can I do to fix this for under several hundred bucks? Steve, you went to do some research. This is our, yep, I asset. found
2: a I uh, I found a PDF file, uh, you know, basically a white paper on it. And, uh, you know, I I was thinking you've got to need a brick filter or something. Basically, you're making a high pass filter so that uh, uh, that your signal will go through, but blocks the the low pass. So um, or or a low pass filter to block it. And uh, so I found a uh, a technical paper on it. Said, yeah, do this, do this. You know, and it was like, okay, that's great. Uh, I can do it. I can build it. I understand it. But what happens to the person that doesn't understand all this? Where can they get one? Well, so happens that DX Engineering sells a, a filter that you put in between. And, and the place you're going to put it is you're going to put it between your your radio and amplifier. Because you don't want to put it in front of the amplifier because geez, that short piece of coax will act like an antenna. And that AM station will still come in. You want to get it as close to the receiver as possible. So you just, right on the, between the amplifier and the, and the receiver on the, on the radio side is a filter and it's about $197. That's the only thing that's, uh, but it's a brick filter designed to knock down by 40 dB. And so 40 dB is going to be four zeros. So it's going to 10,000 times, it's going to knock that signal down. And, um, so it, uh. That's the one solution, but like I said, it's a little on the pricey side. But look into a brick filter, brick wall filter. I think they refer to it. So, but uh, DX Engineering sells it, and it's cheaper than moving. Yeah, (laughs) and you're gonna get on the air. You'll get on the air. So, that that's what I, that's what I came up real quick. It was right after Saturday mornings, and I just I got this one was bugging me. I had to figure it out. So. Thanks for the question.
1: I like that. Thank you. Thank you all for sending them in. We uh, enjoy this part of the show. We have a question from Marty, and this is relevant now because ICOM doing these SDR radios, Mm software-defined radios. Marty asked, do you really need to do the updates on your radios? And we're talking about software-defined radios, basically a computer, and every now and again, they change it, they improve it, Mm -hmm. they make it better Is the thinking so steve uh what do you think about this
2: i would look at the release notes to see um what the updates are doing if it's something that is uh, say like oh we're gonna update the uh the pan adapter it's gonna give you 3d pan adapter or something then do you really need it do you want it are you gonna you know be is it worth it so But if it's something to do with maybe maybe help on selectivity or, or something in the RF section, then it might be worth it. But review the you know every time they have a you know software upgrade, uh, review the release notes and then uh, see what happens. You know, see if it's something that you want. And if you do want it, I kind of hold back. I don't uh, go for the very first one. It's uh, and just kind of wait and see what happens and let the community go out there and figure it out and. See if the update goes well. Some updates they run into an issue, and it's like, oop, it uh, caused a problem with the radio, or I had this issue. And then some, then they'll have a a, uh, a subsequent release of the update that you know solves the install issue or something else. So, but uh, re- read the release notes. They all they provide that, and or should provide it, and it'll tell you what's uh, being changed. And if you're If you're happy with the way the radio is operating, don't screw with success.
1: And I know I think you can actually skip increments, you know. So in other words, if you choose not to update on a particular one, like Steve said, check the notes and you go, I don't know if that really matters that much to me. I'll wait for the next one. I don't think you need to go back. And add that one just to add the most frequent. Do you?
2: It, it, it depends on the manufacturer and the way the updates. You might have to, you know, if you skipped uh, the first update and you like what the second update is doing, you might have to still in, install the first update so that you can do the second update. Because the second update might uh, be based off of what was done in the first update and be uh, yeah. dependent on it. So it will all depend. They'll, they'll tell you that. I mean they sh- it they should. It should be in the release notes. And if not, ask hit, hit up the manufacturer and uh, go from there.
1: Here's one from our favorite pastor. We have an official pastor for 100 watts and wires His name is Pastor money. Joe. <laughs> Unfortunately, Pastor Joe lives well, not unfortunate he lives in New no, Jersey. He, he unfortunately, lives in New
2: Jersey we can't we can't hurt you know, fault that, him for that. Weird.
1: New Jersey's a great state. I, I love New Jersey. It's the fact that his his sports choices go to questionable Austin, and uh, it's a hard thing. And if you've been following the show at all, Pastor Joe has been around for a long time. He comes in, he prays for me, and hopefully he'll take me to the next level with his prayers, light the candle. And He's his teammates. Yeah, it's it's hard. We're having we're struggling and we'll have to go through yeah. counseling. He asked, all my ham friends are shunning me because I'm a Red Sox fan. What should I do?
2: Drop the Red Sox.
1: Stop doing that. Stop <laughs> doing that, Pastor Joe. You're supposed to teach us. You, you know the answers to them. Stop doing that. You're taunting us. <laughs> That's his heart. I mean, we he love you, up, Joe. And he throws it up. He looks like this logo. We love you, Pastor Joe. All right, we got another question here. What are the best locations to get uh, antenna building supplies and kits, toroids, wires, etc.? It seems like he's looking for a company he can trust and uh, in buying his supplies. And boy, there was a time when a company called—can you see that? Radio Shack. <laughs> Radio Shack. Can't really see it. There you go. Anyway, wow. I saw this and I, I have memories of my dad taking me to Radio Shack when he would, you know, do that. And they've kind of gone bankrupt. They're open up a little bit. A companies where you can get antenna supplies for building. This is an interesting question because there are so many different options and I think places mm-hmm. that you can trust. It's yeah, a- there's
2: there's specialty stores, you know, like Palomar Engineering is really good with toroids and uh and they have antennas and and stuff. But if for building supplies, I mean, probably the the biggest one they don't sponsor us or anything is DX Engineering. I mean, they have a pretty good selection of materials and and items uh, that you can you can get from them. And uh, but uh, if if you want one stop shopping, yeah, um, there's there's other places you have to research it and kind of figure out. Uh, you know, support your local ham stores. Gigaparts probably has it. HRO will probably have some stuff. Um, Universal and, um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, one stop. I yeah DX engineering.
1: Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, They're kind of like, uh, dare I say, the Walmart. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, of where you can go and just about get anything you need, and they get it to you fast. That's the yes. one thing I really enjoy about them. HRO, of course, is another big one, and they do really well. And and I think because of DX engineering, HRO competition, they're both getting you what you need quickly, and yes. there's probably good competitive pricing. Gigaparts, I think you mentioned as well, and there's probably some locals. There was a local RNL
2: here. It's another one. R&L yeah. is another
1: one. So, so I like so. the support. Uh, the ham radio companies as much as you can but i mean if you're going to buy wire you can buy wire at your big box store i've bought it at granger before you know just mm-hmm. what's the deal what's the best deal getting a spool then, of wire oh well, then there's our friends down in texas uh shoot uh, main trading company that's main right. trading company
2: yep very good and, Steve. Uh, so, i mean me I there's give
1: away an antenna we got to do that don't let me forget it the,
2: antenna.
1: yeah training, so it's texas
2: it, they're just go out and support uh spread it out. That's what I like to do. I like to spread it out. I mean yeah, I like to get stuff from DX Engineering, I get stuff from HRO. I uh I I like to spread it out. I've uh bought stuff from R and L and uh I haven't bought anything yet from Gigaparts, but uh they're next on the list and uh and main trading company. Just go out there and just support our you know, our retailers and uh and they'll be here for us.
1: All right, we got another question from Kevin. Kevin asked, Are there any tech nets on ten meters? And this is a little out of my uh range here. I think the chat room may have to help. Do you know anything on ten meters, Steve? Uh,
2: I think there's some ten meter nets, but I haven't been I haven't been active on ten meters. I haven't even, you know, tried because we've kind of been in the uh in the doldrum and I and mm-hmm. I'm I apologize for that. I mean, it's I should be. I need to yeah. uh, get a little more active there and start uh, spinning the antenna and uh, punching the radio up onto 28 megs. So, yeah. good question.
1: Yeah, put that, uh, put that in the chat, Kevin, if you're still around and uh, do that. I want to remind everyone, put your name. This is our, uh, well, it's going to be a new giveaway. Today is our last antenna giveaway. We've done 12 weeks of... Uh, it's it's hard to believe we've done twelve weeks of it's this.
2: Actually, weeks. Yeah, uh, we've
1: given away uh, twelve antennas, a different variety of antennas, off-center feds and dipoles, and a loop. An end fed um, did a vertical for the flagpole. So uh, this week, I think, what did we say we're giving away? I I know who the winner is, and I'm I'm spacing on the, what we. It was either an end fed. I think we were thinking about. Um, winter field day and what you could use out in the field type of thing. So I think we went with the
2: fed or off center fed.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it's in the works already. It's a done deal and it's already heading out to the winter. So we should do this. Let's just do this. And then we'll take another question or two before we go. We're doing okay. I think on time, but what you need to do now is go ahead and put your call sign. You don't even know what you're going to get. Give away. I'm giving away something special. I'm going to tell you about that in a minute, but put your call signs in the chat. Any, anybody who, put their call signs in will be qualified for next prize except surprise. me <laughs> yeah except for us of course which we are eliminated from it but I'll talk a little bit more about that now we uh the 12 weeks of antenna giveaways are coming to an end right now as I announce our final winner the winner is Steve Kilo Oscar 4 Alpha Foxtrot Lima Steve will pick up antenna number 12 and I believe it goes. And Fed or an off center Fed, because we were talking about portable operations Winterfield Day, and you want to get as many bands as you can. So I'm going to narrow it down. Uh, but we've already sent that off. Thanks to LDG Electronics for sponsoring this 12 weeks. We really appreciate you, uh, Steve. Um, you will get your uh, antenna in the mail uh, directly. So congratulations to Steve. Now, for the rest of our friends. Before we go on to another question, because I want to do another question. Steve, you don't even know about this. Steve doesn't want to even talk to me most of the time. It's like send me a text. Idiot. It's kind of that vibe anymore. So wow. he doesn't He doesn't know. About, that's what I say. I get these hot text messages. I'm like, oh, man, I guess I upset him. No, just kidding. But you don't know about this one. This is a little bit no, of No, you're holding out on me. When you said main trading company. Mm-hmm. Now, you have to go back a week or so. We've been talking about the spirit of ham radio, the spirit of radio, where Mm -hmm. it comes from and how good it can be. And it all stems from a weird message from the FCC followed up by a a message from the league. And And we took to the air to say, let's focus on the things that are uh, good, the positive side. Of all radio, whether, you know, it's ham, whatever, radio being radio and doing great things. So uh, out of this has now born a new uh, giveaway, and we're going to do it for February. So our first winner will be next weekend. Your call signs in the chat now qualify you for this. You said main trading company. Uh So I was like, oops, got to give something away. We got to get get a new plate of giveaways. We're going to give away one a $100 gift certificate to main trading company nice for the next four weeks through the month of February put your call signs in the chat how this works is your call sign is matched up with a number my children we put all the call signs together they all get a number into the bowl my children pick it that's the winner caveat um I get it. These times are really tough. Everybody needs something. We're looking to buy a big amplifier and maybe that 100 bucks will put you over the top. I ask that if you win this, consider taking that and paying it forward to somebody who needs it. Maybe somebody needs to get an antenna. Maybe they need to get a, a tuner. Maybe they just need a window pass or something they need to get toward their new rig. Think about those things as we pay it forward to you Um, a hundred dollars can go a long way to somebody who needs it. Mm -hmm. Now you win it, you spend it any way you want to, but put it in your pocket that maybe somebody less fortunate right now, or somebody who's struggling, uh, could use it more and think about that. If you would just indulge me in that, but, uh, there's no rules or stipulations. You sort of have to be here to win it. Subscribe to the channel, you know, do all the thumbs up things, but each week hit the bell. Hit the bell. It'll tell you when we go on. Uh, and you can choose to watch or not watch at that point. But $100 for Main Trading Company. Wow. Uh, they do that's... great stuff down there. They've got great trades. It can go to put you on the next. You know, it could get you where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the spirit of radio, old Uncle Christian and uh, Uncle Steve, I would really love to see if you you win it. Use it any way you want to. But think about somebody you know that may be able to use it. So what do you think about that, Steve? 100 ducats, 100 ducats. Oh, great.
2: Duc- wow, thank you, guys. That is awesome. Yep. We're going to take and, care uh, of that. Yeah, pay it forward if you can, please.
1: That's all you can do. Let's go and we'll, we'll wrap things up here. Uh, but I, I, there's a couple of questions. They're coming in and on the form as well. And I really appreciate that. Thank you for indulging me on the spirit of radio. We will pick the winner for the first $100. You go spend it at main trading company. Okay. Mark asked, I use an off-center fed 40 through 10 meters, the FT450D, great signal reports on 40 and 20. The receive on 40 is fine, but almost deaf on 20. I really have to dig out receive low noise. What should I be looking for?
2: Oh well, we got to figure out—is it an antenna problem or is it a radio problem? Because you're saying it's deaf on twenty, so I'm starting to think either the tuner is not tuning it, um, because the the four hundred and fifty has a built-in tuner. So have you uh, you know made sure that the tuner is uh, engaged on that band, and then uh, also uh, is it tuning? If uh, if it is and uh, you're still having an issue, I would then if you have a 20 meter dipole that you know that it's cut for the band, are you still having the same problem? It could yeah. You know, I uh, my gut feeling is to start looking at the radio. Um, and is it with the tuner? Uh, if you have a manual tuner, you can figure that out too by uh, using a manual. Bypassing the internal tuner, using the the manual tuner, and then just tune it for the mo- you know the most background noise. Basically, you're just going to where it's the loudest, and you get pretty close to being resonant. But that's uh, I'm wondering if there's a there could be an issue with the radio. I'm not saying 100. It's so it's, this is where you have to kind of divide and conquer. So mm-hmm. you kind of split the system in half. So you're dealing with the radio system, dealing with the antenna system. So let's eliminate. So it's, I'm kind of betting that the antenna is fine. It could still be an issue uh, if you had a dipole that or another resonant antenna on 20. Then that would work, or take it to, to a buddy's house that has a, either a, uh, an antenna, a, a tri-band antenna, or a dipole, and see if that uh, you have in the same conditions there, and then try to narrow it down. So divide and conquer, and. Make sure it's not an antenna system or it could be a radio problem, so hate to tell you that, but uh yeah it's uh it could i uh, could be a radio issue
1: that's a tough one I want to uh thank somebody in the chat real quick here jay uh one of the things that we hit a certain plateau we have a certain amount of um viewing hours, we have a certain amount of subscribers, and Jay has uh done what they call a super chat, Steve. He's, at, he's giving $5 to the show thank you, and thank you uh, so much. Uh, we appreciate that. I didn't really know how that worked, but uh, you can, you can give, you can give to the show and that's a nice side effect of actually growing the channel and all that sort of business. You want to do one more Steve? Cause uh, yes, yeah, let's do it. Okay, dokie. Let's do that. And thank you guys for putting your, your names in the chat. Uh, for the $100 giveaway. I'm excited about that and see what people do. That is so cool. Here's David. Any, uh, everyone always asks what the first thing to do after you get your license. I have uh, collected a long list of first things. My question <laughs> is after that, what is the second, third, and fourth? And This is just going to take me back to the time where I first got my license. Mm-hmm. And the focus was on... Um, you know, a radio, a proper radio that could let me listen on HF. You know, so it was mm-hmm. establishing a budget for me. You know, I got the I got the HT, I got my first tech thing, I got my uh-huh. HT at the D Star. I still have it; it's still my favorite HT, and uh, it is an ICOM. It uh, I'm I'm sponsored by ICOM, but I pay for everything. So, but the uh, the HT I have it the D Star, and I was thinking, I can go further then the five-mile rubber Mm -hmm. duck on top. And I I put a little money on getting a little longer whip, trying to get D-Star sorted out. And I figured maybe I'll tie it into my computer. I can hear people from across the country. That was my first steps. But probably number three in front of mine, though, was HF. I mean, I've been in love with HF since I knew what HF could do. And then it was establish a budget. And that first radio cost me 600 bucks. I paid to get it here. And it's the Drake TR7. I mean, uh, and I will take it to the grave, Steve. I mean, I'll probably give it away then at some point. But Mm -hmm. I I can't see myself selling that one just because it took me a long time to save up for it. Mm -hmm. Uh, It gave me experiences that I'll never forget. New Zealand, 530 in the morning. 100 watts or a compromised antenna. So my answer to this, and then I'll pass it to Steve, is you just, it's whatever your goals are. What what are you thinking of doing? What's cool to you? Mine was get the license, get an HT that could get me a little further than the neighborhood. Uh, I was looking for clubs and then HF, establish that HF budget and find somebody I could trust to sell me a radio that was worth that 600 bucks and that's been some years but that's on uh me what what was your first thing steve you're gonna rattle your brains for oh my God. 40 plus <laughs> years now but uh take us oh. back to those early days
2: oh i wanted to do everything i was this kid that uh got into the hobby and it was like wow look at all that i want to do this i want to do that i want to get an hfc i want to do this and it was just like Oh, geez, I don't have the funds. I'm just this teenager still in high school and uh, just trying to, you know, figure my way through the hobby. And uh, but, you know, you got a list, <laughs> David, you have a list. So just go down the list and uh, prioritize that list and uh, go from there. But and since then, you know, since 40 years ago, plus the we got so many different modes now and uh, and just find what you. Uh, trips your trigger as they say and uh, go for it and have fun with it uh, but uh, <laughs> I was all over the place I was just a scatterbrained and I, w- I just wanted to do everything I was living breathing ham radio at that time it was just it was all-consuming <laughs> to the point where it I was like oh it's kind of interfering with uh, schoolwork <laughs> but uh, good on you for having the having the list you're ahead of a lot more a lot you're much farther ahead than a lot of people it's uh but uh, just go down your list you have it do it
1: well we're gonna probably leave it there i want to show you though uh, a couple of things tomorrow night um eight o'clock central time on the youtube channel john amadeo aa6ja joins us with his team the team that created the 12 days of christmas they're helping put together a last man standing special event um, so that's going to be crazy. Steve and I will be participating, as will many other ham radio media and people that, that you've known or seen uh, throughout. And uh, names in the chat. We're going to give away that feel good piece to a main trading company, $100 shopping spree there. We'll pick that next week. Can I show you a guy who just got an antenna in the mail who's pretty happy, won a prize? You ready? Look at this. Look hey at this guys. guy. Hey, hey Jeff. Why wow, you look How so you happy, Jeff? Look at this. Look at that. You got an Look antenna. Literally just, I just got it from the UPS guy. <laughs> Good for you. The Box is right here.
5: For,
1: <laughs> I know it's Look. freezing where you are, but uh, Jeff won an antenna a few weeks back, and It arrived today, and uh, he's going to get out there in his mittens, his (laughs) big puffy coat. Yeah. Get that line up there.
5: My snowblower wouldn't even start this morning. It was so cold. Oh, this is perfect. (laughs) This is the perfect
1: day. This is a sign that antenna antenna is good.
2: The old adage once you put an antenna up in the wintertime, it works the best. (laughs) It's the best operating antenna.
1: Well, congratulations. I'm glad it came. I I got a note that said it was coming. So uh, good for you. I hope you can get it up there soon, if not uh, this weekend. All right, we'll wrap it up there. Well, uh, thank you all for coming. If you were new, check out the channel. If you like it, subscribe, click the bell. That lets you know every time we're doing it. We've got Nets live on the air. I'm doing play-by-play for those events. We're doing a show tomorrow night as well, Uh, Saturday morning. Lots of great Uh, stuff. And... Yeah, it will just uh, it'd be interesting to, you know, those things kind of come and go, you know, and th- those shows. And it's, it, it's been sustainable. It's been true to the hobby, but it wasn't the focus of the show at all. But it was a real look whenever they did mm-hmm. look into amateur radio. It was a true look. It was an operating station. It, it'll be fun. So tomorrow night, put us on your calendar. Uh, and how this will roll out is uh, 7 o'clock is our net, and I'll be streaming probably during that hour. Hopefully, Steve will be there to, to join mm-hmm. in. We'll, we'll poke fun at Ian, who's in Georgia. He <laughs> operates from his submarine station there. And then as we get closer to the top of the hour, we'll dip out. Steve takes over the net. Uh, I'll interview John. After that, we'll bring in uh, whatever else happens, and we'll see how it goes. It's a new thing for us, the 100 Watts and Wire Sunday edition with a big guest tomorrow night. We're excited to have John and uh, his friends are helping put that event together. What do we miss, Steve? We went extra long. I said, we're just going to do one hour. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Is yeah. The answer, right? yeah, sure. yeah right. From the truck. <laughs> You're running long, could Nick again, again, you guys There's are snowing <laughs> the truck. They're keeping us on the air. Thanks to everybody. Well, I look forward Thanks. to reading all your comments and all that sort of stuff. And uh,
2: thanks everyone for stopping by and joining us. We really
1: appreciate it. We'll see you tomorrow night. We'll see you, you on the air tomorrow. Have a good one. Seven three guys. Seven three y'all. To join the 100 Watts in a Wire community, visit 100WattsInAWire dot